At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Hour number two of the program. I am live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. James comes to us via Denver, Colorado. We're keeping tabs here on the Sunday night football contest between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. And uh, a foul there that Bill Belichick is not happy with. Tom Brady overshot his wide receiver there on second down. He was facing third and six, and then Belichick's New England Patriots defense had too many players on the field to give Brady a short third and one. They convert on first down, and now they are onto the New England side of the field facing second down here from about the 48-yard line or so. Your in-game line moves to the Patriots catching eight and a half points in this one. And James, I know you were on the under 49 and a half prior to kickoff, and you're liking where we stand now as the in-game line drops to 42 and a half. Uh, into, the first, into the end of the first quarter now, just a couple of minutes left in the first quarter there. Again, Tampa Bay leading three to nothing. The in-game line is favored by eight and a half, and the total at 42 and a half. We want to now bring in our man, Matt Meiselman. He is a content specialist at DraftKings, and you can follow him on Twitter at Preaching Sense. He joins us each and every week here on the Pro Football Blitz to take a look at the DraftKings contest. Matt, thank you very much for joining us here this evening, and uh, let's talk about those DraftKings contests. I'll start with the Pick'em contest, and of course, we have a couple of games left. This one, obviously, here on Sunday night has kicked off. We'll see how this ends as far as the point spread is concerned. And then we have the Monday night game as well between the Raiders and the Chargers. But uh, how is it looking so far in the contest with most of the games out of the way already in week four? So first of all, glad to be here on this historic night of Tom Brady returning <laughs> to New England. And uh, this is a popular game for the pick and pull. Uh, the Patriots were, uh, sorry, the Bucks were one of the most picked teams um, at minus six and a half for just over 30% of the pool. Um, the team that we saw the most, and this was a really interesting game this week for a lot of reasons, was that Titans and Jets game. And part of it was with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones getting ruled out. And among other reasons, right, like we can debate why the line moved there. Um, but we had that line in for Pickham at seven and a half. The line closed at six, I think, maybe even five and a half. It was, it was going back and forth between those two numbers close to kickoff. 
Um, so you would think with all of the odds value on the Jets, we would see an overwhelming amount of Jets picks, but only 33% of the field went there and 11% actually sided with the Titans at minus seven and a half, which did make them a top 10 pick for week four. So I kind of expected the Jets getting this number with the hook above a touchdown to be 50%, maybe more, but it just seemed like people didn't really believe in the Jets this week. Um, and you can see that in our regular betting splits too. The Titans were one of the most bet on teams, I'm sure at every sports book in the country uh, and the Jets were able to pull that one out. So that one shook things up in a lot of different ways in the pick em contest and the survivor contest, sports book in general, uh, the Jets really um, ruined some people's days today, it seemed like. Matt, so thinking about not only the Jets and matching up with the Titans, so thinking about your contest now into week four, what was, can you talk about what was the biggest loser out there? What was the team that everybody picked that of your numbers, you're based on your percentage that went down today? Yeah, so the other team that had a bit of odds movement, and this one was weird because the Packers had originally opened up against the Steelers short of a touchdown. Um, that line moved to seven and a half, and that's where we had it for the Pick'em contest. So with the line coming back down below a touchdown, we saw a pretty large percentage of people taking the Steelers, um, close to 27%. It was a top five pick team for this week. And the Steelers, I think, um, yeah, they just really weren't great all game. They had a good drive to start out with Deontay Johnson getting the long touchdown. And then from there, it just really, they didn't really have much of anything. So with the Steelers losing by, losing by 10 this week, um, that set a lot of people back. That was, um, I think it was the most lopsided. Only 7% had the Packers um, because the Titans did get up to 11% there. So that was a pretty significant game for the Pick'em Contest. Yeah, Matt, you've got your top five consensus picks up there for the DraftKings Pick'em Contest. And of course, the Jets come through uh, catching seven and a half points there in that contest. The Vikings lose. I think they were catching two and a half in your contest there. They lose outright, or excuse me, they lose as underdogs to the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers lose, as you mentioned, as underdogs to the Green Bay Packers. And then uh, the contest players got a winner with the New York Giants, who upset the New Orleans Saints outright as seven and a half point underdogs. And then the Bucks, of course, are still pending. So this could be a good week for the consensus. If the Bucks are able to get home here, Matt, that would be a three and two week for the consensus in the contest. And, and that's a good number. I always say going three and two in the contest is never a bad week. Yeah, it uh, the Giants really came through for people. Um, personally, I was a little surprised to see the Giants pick up so much of the action. But again, I was also surprised that the Jets didn't get as much. So I guess it had to go somewhere. Um, and the Giants played really well. And they uh, they shook things up in the Survivor Contest, too, to just jump there for a second. The Saints losing at roughly 12% of that pool that may actually have been the biggest loss this year. It's been, it's been a weird survivor season. Like everyone keeps surviving every week. Basically no one's been knocked out anywhere yet. So uh, the giants, yeah, were pretty big there. Obviously the jets too. Um, and it's, it's kind of a fun weekend here on the East coast with the giants and jets, both winning in these surprise games and both in overtime too. It was kind of exciting. Matt, sticking with the survivor, talk about your numbers. So you said that was a big thinking about the Saints, and a lot of folks went down with the Saints today in their survivor pools. Where do you currently stand? How many entries were there when you started started the season back in week one, and where do you stand now, at least through into Sunday Night Football? So we were at about 2,600, and we are down to, I think the number is 1,870. Um, but that number had been hovering above 2,000 for quite some time with no one really losing there. Um, so, yeah, this week the top picks were the Bills were number one, the Bengals were number two, so they won a few days ago on Thursday night. But the Saints came in at 12.5% at number three. Um, so I think you have up there that the Broncos were at 43% last week, and the Bills actually came in above that. And at that time, the Broncos were the most picked team for Survivor to this point. Um, now it's the Bills this week. Um, so people are picking on the Texans now, I think is a pretty sensible strategy. We've seen what the Texans have looked like so far this year. So I think this is going to become a trend where uh, the Texans may be the go-to team for people to target. Um, last week, it was obviously the Jets, but the Jets actually looked pretty good and won their game against the Titans. They're not that big of an underdog next week going into Atlanta. So maybe Houston has become the team that uh, people are targeting against more extensively. 
But yeah, so the Bills won, um, and then the Bengals obviously won, but the Saints lost and the Titans lost. So this was the first week, really, that we had a significant number of people actually knocked out of the survivor pool. That red zone defense holds up for the New England Patriots, and they force another field goal attempt by Ryan Suckup and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he misses it. So, James, you're under, looking really good right now, three to nothing in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they are into the second quarter. They're now in Foxborough, just underway in the second quarter, three to nothing in favor of Tampa Bay. Their in-game line moves to seven and a half. They are still favored over New England by seven and a half. And your in-game total now, James, to a uh, game low. This is the lowest we've seen it so far at 41 and a half. Of course, it closed at 49 or 49 and a half. And now currently the live line at 41 and a half. Matt, I was just looking at the Circa Sports Survivor Contest. Of course, we're doing our show. James out in Denver. I'm here in Las Vegas at the Circa Sports uh, Resort and Casino. And uh, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Saints, those were the three most popular picks in their Survivor Contest as well. Next up was the Titans. Of course, that eliminates a lot of people. Then the Chiefs, they get a win. Then the Packers, they get a win. And then the Buccaneers, the Washington football team, Dallas, uh, the Dolphins and the Cowboys. How, how did it spell out for you in the DraftKings contest? Where were some of the big, or not necessarily big losers, but where did you have some people that got knocked out down the list there? Yeah, it was really just the Saints and the Titans for us. That combined to make up about 18%, which was basically the whole pool, excluding the Bills and the Bengals there. So really for us, almost everyone picked from those four teams and yeah, the third and fourth choices did end up losing. So um, we didn't really have too many other uh, main teams, uh, not as much from the Chiefs, although like as far as most bet on games on the sports book, um, the Chiefs game was big. And then obviously also in addition to the Titans, who I think everyone just expected to roll over the Jets, even without their wide receivers, we can debate whether or not that was rational. But um, the Chiefs, we saw more action from the sports book, not so much from the survivor pool. Matt, are you seeing a lot of uh, you know a lot of different teams being picked week in and week out? We were again talking with Derek Stevens on our show on Saturday, and he was kind of amazed about how many different teams are being selected in Survivor this year. And maybe that speaks to you know the uncertainty of the league. Are, are you seeing just a handful of teams basically selected week in and week out in the DraftKings Survivor, or is it really spread out across the board? I think it's spread out, and I think what it comes down to more so is that people are targeting the opponents more than the teams themselves, because, I mean, you tell me if you agree or not, the NFL this year seems to have a few really bad teams and no great teams, right? Like, there are some, there's an upper class of good teams, but I don't think anyone's great. I think most people probably agree with that, but there are some teams that we know are pretty awful at this point, and it seems like most people are, um, they're, they're kind of creating their strategy around the losing side of the game rather than the winning side of the game. Yeah, the haves and the have-nots beginning to show themselves here in NFL 2021. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us as you do week in and week out. Thanks for the update on the DraftKings contest, and enjoy the rest of Sunday Night Football, my friend. Thanks, you too. All right, that is Matt Meiselman. You can check him out on Twitter at Preaching Sense. He is the content specialist at DraftKings and joins us week in and week out here on the Pro Football Blitz. Interesting stuff in the DraftKings contest, both the Pick'em and the Survivor. Brady Cannon and James Salinas will be right back in a moment. Update you on Sunday Night Football in Foxborough when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Sunday night football going on between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. Currently, New England is on offense. They just dodged a bullet as Tom Brady and company were in the red zone, forced them into a field goal attempt that they missed. So still 3 to nothing in favor of Tampa Bay. We are into the second quarter, under 12 minutes left to go in the second quarter there back in Foxborough. And the in-game total, James, all the way down to 40 and a half. I wonder if maybe this is a point where you look towards going towards the over in the in-game market. Especially now I see 39 and a half at a couple spots out here too, Brady. So where is that number going to end up trying to find the middle? Um, I think that's sometimes you can try to do that, when, especially when totals, because they can fluctuate pretty quickly in the NFL, even just based on a, on a first down into the red zone like we talked about earlier where – they settled for three, and you saw that number move significantly from, I think it was sitting at 47.5, and, and I think then from there when they had to settle for the field goal, it went down to 44.5. So I'm seeing 39.5 right now. I don't think for me right now I'm ready to jump into this. What we're seeing, what I'm seeing out of out of this New England offense is a hey, young rookie Mac Jones. We're not gonna we're we're not gonna hold your hand through this process. We're not gonna give you kid gloves. Take them off. Let's go throw the football. Now they're not attacking the down the field. It's not like big throws down the field, but they've only run the football three times, and they've had 14 pass attempts thus far halfway through into the second period. So. I think here they're going to try to attack that. They're, we talked about it before the game, right? Would they try to attack that secondary, especially that's the weakness of this Tampa Bay defense. And right now, so far, they're they're going after. They've gone after Richard Sherman once, who's all of a sudden now on this team. They just beat him again. They're looking for the weakness right now. And Richard Sherman, who was just picked up, I think, this week, that tells you how how devastated they are at cornerback position due to injury, Brady, right now. You just picked up Richard Sherman this week, who hadn't been in the league, and now he's out here starting. Yeah, his former teammate there was San Francisco, Kendrick Bourne, on the receiving end of that Mac Jones strike there on second and 20, about a 17-yard strike. So they'll be set up with about third and three, and they are into New England territory. Looks like around the 35-yard line or so. Your in-game line now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, down to four-and-a-half-point favorites, and your total ticks up as Mac Jones starts to move the offense down the field up to 41-and-a-half. Uh, James, let's talk about uh, some of the other games that went down earlier today, and I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Minnesota Vikings. This is a pretty darn good football team, the Cleveland Browns, and I think they really showed it. They, they sold me today. We talked about this on the Pro Football Blitz, where after three weeks, if you looked at the defensive numbers for the Cleveland Browns, I felt that they were a little bit skewed because it, it was such an overwhelming domination of the Chicago Bears where they held them to a total of 47 yards 
that some of those defensive numbers were a little out of whack. Well, I tell you what, they backed it up today, holding a great offense in the Minnesota Vikings to just seven points. Absolutely, and that seven points came on the initial drive of the game for Minnesota. First drive, they go right down the field, march down 80-plus yards, score a touchdown, never scored again, nothing, goose eggs the rest of the game. And I think from the Cleveland Browns standpoint, that's what I wanted to see. We knew coming into the season they had made a lot of changes to the defense, and they needed to. That was by far the weakness of that team, especially in coverage. And that was the concern for me going into this matchup, into Minnesota. And we know that Minnesota team, they have good balance running the football with Dalvin Cook, but also with Cousins, the way that it had been starting out there with Justin Jefferson and Thielen to, to move the sticks on third down. Potent passing attack. How was Cleveland going to match up with that passing attack? That's what needed to be seen here today, and they handled themselves incredibly well. Kirk Cousins, just 20 out of 38 of his pass attempts completed, 203 yards. They did get the first interception off Kirk Cousins so far this year as well. It was late in the game, kind of just having to get it down the field, trying to make a play. But ultimately, we knew what the identity of the Cleveland Browns was going to be on the offensive side. I wanted to see what it was going to be on the defensive side. And and ultimately for Cleveland, it was run the football again today. And they did it. They did what they are. They are who they are. And they're going to run the football and took advantage of a really a porous run defense for Minnesota. And great tandem today between both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, big day today between those two. 35 carries, 169 yards on the ground, able to set Mayfield up. Didn't have a great day, did Baker Mayfield, but didn't make the mistakes either. And was able to just run the football and keep Minnesota's passing attack on the sideline and get off the field on third down. Great game today from that Cleveland Browns defense, in particular with their pass defense. Yeah, and you mentioned the coverage. I thought the coverage was great, and they were without their first-round draft pick, Greg Newsom. The cornerbacks, so apparently that didn't make any difference. They really stepped up, and and this wasn't against a poor offense. This is one of the best offenses, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, that we had seen through the first through, uh, three weeks of the season. So very impressive indeed. You mentioned holding Kirk Cousins to just 203 yards passing, and they do it on the road in Minnesota. We know that's a very tough building to play inside. Those fans get very loud, and I tell you what, I think with every game that goes by, James, I am more and more impressed with Kevin Stefanski. This guy really knows how to call a game and manage a game, I believe, as the head coach for Cleveland. And this, they, are, they, they know what they are, and I think that's what teams search for. They search for what is our identity offensively, defensively, and it kind of evolves as the season progresses. We saw that last year when Stefanski took over. He had a lot of things he had to clean up off the field with this, with that Cleveland Browns team. And then coming into last year, look, this is who we're going to be. We are going to be physically stronger than you at the point of attack running the football. We're going to commit to running the football, and we're going to wear you down over the course of four quarters because you may stop us for a drive here and a drive there, but we're committed to that. That is who we are. And yes, their identity is clear, and they stuck to it today. And tremendous game on the road going into Minnesota. Yeah, it was a definitely it was an assessment game for me. I didn't I didn't have a play on either side. I really just wanted to see how is that secondary going to match up against that Minnesota offense, and then would they commit continue to commit on the road to running the football? And that's exactly what they did. Great job by Stefanski. I'm sure that was a fun plane ride home from Minnesota for this Cleveland Browns team back back to Cleveland. Mac Jones to Hunter Henry for a touchdown. Hunter Henry gets it in the end zone for the New England Patriots. The extra point is good, and it is now 7-3 in favor of the New England Patriots over the visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay now a 3.5-point favorite in the live market. We've got about nine minutes left before halftime in the second quarter. And again, New England with a four-point advantage there, 7-3 to three over Tampa Bay. Your in-game total now adjust to 43 and a half and uh, it's starting to get a little tight for those 90 percent of the people that bet tampa bay james and uh, all those people in circus survivor that were on tampa bay you know and derek talked about that in our segment on saturday as well even though you know the the enormity of this game derek kind of broke it down and said hey it, it's still a road game and that's not always the best strategy uh as far as circus survivor to play on a team that is going out on the road. And, you know, right now it's obviously early, but uh, those people are a little nervous anyway. I'm sure they are. And looking at, especially the way that Tom Brady has been throwing the football, he's made a few throws, and we know what a rhythm rhythm thrower he is, but he's been off on a number of throws, really a lot of them kind of high. And that's where they're struggling right now. He's just not getting his rhythm. I wonder how much that, not having Gronk there, 
Brady. I think that's that, especially on those third down throws where he moves the sticks and getting into the red zone. We've seen their struggle so far in the red zone. Had to settle for a field goal earlier and then missed that field goal. So only three points up on the board for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady just nine out of 17 so far throwing the ball. And we talked about the fact that Mac Jones should have a fairly clean pocket because Tampa Bay last in the league and how many sacks they're averaging per game, sacking the opposing quarterback. And so far, I, I believe Mac Jones has just been sacked one time. He has had a pretty clean pocket to deal with in the first half so far, James. And a lot of simple reads, easy throws for him to make. Nothing down the field where he's having to survey and make multiple reads. It's first hit, second hit, let's roll. And they've been going tempo as well. So it's not huddle up and let them change personnel. They're trying to capture whatever personnel they have on the field for the Buccaneers and keeping them on there and taking advantage. Like we talked about, Richard Sherman, new to the team. They've taken advantage of him in pass coverage so far. And right now, Mac Jones is finding his rhythm. Usually it's Brady's the one that's getting his rhythm going as the game progresses flip that to mac jones right now 13 out of 18 thus far for 114 yards and that last score for a touchdown and giving them that seven to three lead no change in the live market new england up on tampa bay seven to three the tampa bay buccaneers still favored by three and a half points and your total at 42 and a half new england kicks it off back to the tampa bay buccaneers who will start on offense with about eight and a half minutes left in the second quarter, and that will be a touchback. They will start on their own 25-yard line. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Minnesota Vikings next week, or excuse me, the Cleveland Browns next week. A tough task that they get the win in today in Minnesota. It doesn't get any easier for them next week as the 3-1 and one Cleveland Browns will visit the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, they'll have a little bit of a rest advantage because, of course, the Chargers are playing on Monday night. The Minnesota Vikings at 1-3 and three will play host to the winless Detroit Lions in Week 5. We'll be right back on the other side. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Total, and Against the Spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. This is the Pro Football Blitz, and keeping an eye on Sunday Night Football, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The big battle in Foxborough between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots, and not a good offensive series there for New England, James. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of that, or it, it was their first offensive possession off of the New England score. Tom Brady on first down was sacked. For an eight-yard loss, it looked like that front seven was starting to get some pressure on that offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was sacked for an eight-yard loss. They managed to get it to third and 18, and that did not work out for Brady. So they punt the ball back to New England. The Patriots have got the ball back again with about four minutes left in the second quarter and the lead, 7-3 to three, currently over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And your in-game line now moves to a very interesting number, James. It was three and a half before this latest series that went awry for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now it is two and a half. Under a field goal, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently in the live betting favored by two and a half points and your live total at 40 and a half. Just a little bit to the to the Tampa Bay side is sitting there at a dollar twenty at two and a half is what I see out here in Colorado, Brady. And yeah, I mean you right now. What are, what are we seeing at a Tampa Bay offensively that gives you, outside of we know that Tom Brady is, they're not going to hold this Buccaneers team as Bill Belichick and that New England defense to three points, but there's no rhythm going on right now for Tom Brady. 11 out of 20 throwing the football, almost sitting at 50%. No rhythm going down right now. Pass protection is an issue here. That last sack, they tried to pull Kappa from right guard over to, to step over and help along with Ronald Jones, and I don't know if we'll see Ronald Jones in pass protection again going forward in this game <laughs> he here. Swallowed. He was... 
he was totally late to the party. And yeah, Matthew Judon had his thing. It was kind of interesting. I was watching the, uh, we saw all the hype. We talked about it all week and, and, and we saw some of the press conferences and, you know, the players are getting tired of this. I'm sure the New England defenders were getting tired of it. And at one point there, Matthew Judon, they had continued to ask about Brady coming back and he's not a Patriot. He's, he, he was with the Ravens for a number of years and yeah they had their fun battling with the Patriots in the AFC getting to the Super Bowl for a number of years and yeah he got tired of hearing it so you know these guys are tired especially on the defensive side they're tired of hearing about Tom Brady and how he's going to come back home and the whole homecoming and how it what a great game he's going to have yeah you got a very motivated you got a very motivated New England Patriots defense right now and a very a very efficient defense right now they are executing what Bill Belichick wants they are They've taken away the rhythm. They're getting Brady off his spot. Brady doesn't look comfortable. You saw him on the sideline going to that last break, doing the Brady thing, taking off the helmet, yelling and screaming on the sideline. It's kind of what he is. I don't think anybody's offended by that, but this is where it is, and the rain continues to fall. I wonder if some of this this weather is having an effect on this passing game too. Well, it looks like somebody bit on the 2.5 there in the live market because it is adjusted back to 3.5 in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The total ticks down to 39 and a half that's the lowest we've seen it all game at 39 and a half so mac jones and company now will begin this drive from about their own 32 yard line under five minutes now left in the second quarter they currently lead the buccaneers seven to three and he completes his first pass on first down there looks like a gain of about five it'll sit up second and five or six yards for the new england patriots as they try and milk a little clock here before halftime and maybe get another score on the board let's talk about another game i thought this was a very interesting game and i think we found out a lot about both teams here james a couple of very good teams coming into this game the carolina panthers going out on the road to dallas dallas their second straight home game and they were coming off of a win over the philadelphia eagles uh that was on monday night they were on a short week carolina had extra time to prepare and i thought in the first half it really showed up you and i were talking about this game on saturday and you know, there's that storyline, and it was the same thing with the Denver Broncos. Well, they've only played the Giants and the Jaguars and this and that and the other, and they were kind of saying that about the Carolina Panthers as well. Uh, and I didn't necessarily buy into that narrative so much with Carolina, and I really didn't so much with Denver either. But um, Carolina, I, I think, proved a lot of those naysayers wrong in that first half. That Denver or that uh, Carolina defense looked outstanding in the first half. You mentioned that guy, Jeremy Chin. Boy, no kidding can this guy put a couple of licks on some people. But I thought Matthew uh, Matt Rule had his team well prepared. The defense looked good. Uh, Sam Darnold obviously made some key mistakes that were really the turning point for Carolina in the third quarter. And I, I think it was pretty obvious in this game. We saw that first game back uh, with Chuba Hubbard, who performed pretty well, and that was against the Texans. But I think it was pretty obvious that they desperately missed Christian McCaffrey in this game against the Dallas Cowboys. But all of that said, a couple things. Dallas looks really good. They have found a nice rhythm. And you said it earlier, in all facets of the offensive game, in the run, in the pass, but I'm not worried about Carolina. I thought they looked just fine. couple mistakes that they can clean up. But I think this team is pretty darn good, too. They are. And this was going to be the measuring stick for me is looking at how do I want to assess Carolina going forward. I didn't get involved with this game because this is really one of those one of those eye tests. And I wanted to see, was Carolina, especially without Christian McCaffrey and his playmaking ability, both running and receiving the football out of the backfield, were they going to be able to match scores for the course of four quarters? And was Sam Darnold going to be able to to continue to elevate his play the, the way that he had in the first three games of the season and do that for an entire entirety of 60 minutes of football and that's where it fell short I think definitely not having Christian McCaffrey out there was 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 harmful for for Donald to be able to have and you know you got rookie Chuba Hubbard out there having to be take the bulk of the carries and really it fell on Sam Donald's shoulders and he wasn't able to make it happen for four quarters especially in that third quarter but that's really what switched competitive game at halftime they had a one-point lead at halftime but those two turnovers and then it just got away from them 20 they were outscored 20 to nothing were the Carolina Panthers and I think like about the Cowboys, Brady. Yeah, it's Dak Prescott. Prescott's been phenomenal. He's got great receivers, great talent to throw the football to and spread the ball around the field. And what you're seeing is these teams are probably playing a lot of nickel out there and having to play their safeties deep because they do have, do the Cowboys receiving core, have guys that can stretch and take the top off the defense. And now we're seeing the last few weeks, the Cowboys pounding the football on the ground. They, the, 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 
weeks two and three, they had run for over 350 yards collectively for those two games. Today, almost 250 yards. They had 245 yards rushing on 34 carries. So committing to that run game as well, now it's just such a conundrum for teams facing the Cowboys. They have great talent on the outside that can that can beat you over the top. They have great route runners. The tight end is coming around as well. And now you're going to have this two-handed monster running the football. Not only with Zeke, who had a big game, 143 yards, but then Tony Pollard changed the pace with his speed out of the backfield. This is a really dynamic offense to have to match up with. And Dak Prescott, fully healthy, fully recovered from that ankle injury last year. Plenty of weapons at his disposal. Didn't have a huge game throwing the football. Didn't need to. But when they needed it in the red zone, four touchdowns today out of Dak Prescott. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a very tall task to make this Dallas Cowboys offense one-dimensional. You're right. They are a dual threat. And, uh, boy, what a what a resurgence from Zeke Elliott. Uh, you know, preseason, he was a guy that we were looking at some of his rushing totals as far as prop bets and whatnot. And we were thinking he would have a nice bounce-back year. And then the first game of the season against Tampa Bay, we know Tampa Bay has a very good rush defense. Zeke really was a no-show. That was really the Dak Prescott show. But I tell you what, ever since then, Zeke has really been running the ball, and especially the last couple of weeks. Man, he looks like a Zeke from four or five years ago. So, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys uh, absolutely look like the class of that division, the NFC East, but the Giants do get in the win column today. And let's talk about that one, James, if if you care to. I know you and I both are... uh, a little sorry to see how this one ended up, but the New York Giants, they are no longer winless. And uh, you and I, we really didn't see this playing out the way it did. But uh, maybe, uh, you know, Chris Richard and Sean Payton, maybe J- Jason Garrett has finally figured those guys out as they win this one in overtime. But, uh, you know, the, the Saints, they were kind of sputtering to begin the game. And then in the second half, they came out and they started getting a little bit more aggressive. We saw Taysom Hill get involved in the game. We saw Jameis Winston throw the long bomb down the field there. And and it looked like they really had control of this game. But Daniel Jones played nicely. He had over 400 yards passing. Saquon Barkley was good on the ground and catching passes out of the backfield. And it was a pretty steady all-around effort by the New York Giants. And and especially in the fourth quarter, that's where the game was lost for the New Orleans Saints. They had a 21 to 10 lead into the fourth quarter, and that wheel route. I don't think they've they recognized that Barkley was coming out of there and speed the way that he had. It, just a uh, there were some breakdown in coverages in that fourth quarter, some serious breakdown in coverages, and and really kind of got soft defensively. Didn't come after Daniel Jones. They did a pretty good job. Did the Saints against the run game, but yeah, Daniel Jones. I think they dared Daniel Jones to beat him. And in that fourth quarter, that's exactly what happened. And you felt all the momentum switch. And once that went to, to overtime, it was to me, it was all about the coin flip. You could just feel it. If if the Giants won that coin flip, you could just feel, at least I did, I hit in my stomach that they were going to take that ball and go all the way down and score if they won that coin flip. And that's exactly what happened. You saw how excited they were to win that. And there goes a couple of my survivors based on the Saints. I'm not alone. A lot of people went down with New Orleans. Yeah, it reminded me of the Raiders against the Dolphins last week. They have that big lead, and they just let that other team creep in. The Saints did that to New York today. We'll be back on the other side of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. We have a TV timeout in the Sunday night football game right now. I believe the New England Patriots are going back on offense. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong there, James. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently in the live line are still the favorite despite trailing in the ball game. We are down to about two minutes left in the first half, and New England is out on top of Tampa Bay 7-3. to three. The live line is still in favor of the Buccaneers at 3.5, and, and your total, James, this is the low mark we have seen, all the way down to 36.5. Looking at this total, so it was actually the, the, uh, the Patriots had to punt, and they dropped the ball all the way inside the five-yard line, and then on the punt, Carlton Davis on special teams looks like Trying to see the number. Yeah, it is. He pulls up lame. Now, he's one of the few corners that one of their few remaining starters that they have is Davis, and he's being carried off the field now. So what was already an issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their secondary due to injury? Now they're carrying Davis off the field, who was on. He was trying to jam one of the gunners, it looked like, down the field and kind of jammed his hip. Not sure exactly what happened. but Looks like a pulled quadricep. Something like you know, that. He's okay, in bad shape. You know, you've got the hamstring as the back of your leg. The quadricep is the muscle on the top of your leg on your thigh. And, and he kind of reached for that as he was running. He kind of pulled up. You know, you see guys when they pull a hammy, they just kind of pull up. He did that, but he reached for his quadricep. And, and again, we're no doctor here. We don't have the audio on in the studio. But that looked like the injured area there. And, and you could see him elevating his leg there as they carried him off to the sideline. Yeah, not a good look right now for this Tampa Bay Bucks defense who, yeah, they were able to get themselves another stop, only giving up seven points, but we have seen Mac Jones getting into a rhythm, finding himself right now with the play calling, making it easy for him, some easy reads, a lot of outs, some, a lot of crossers going on right now for Mac Jones, so some simple throws, short intermediate throws down the field, and now you take out Davis. I can't imagine he's being carried off usually you don't see him come back in this game there's a big holes right now thinking about what is second half we're going to get close to halftime here thinking about what does that second half look like and what can that line look like to be able to get involved so tom brady now operating from about his own 10 yard line and on second and six he is able to find uh, i believe that's chris godwin for a nice completion there just about a minute and 10 seconds left in the first half and again the buccaneers trailing Seven to three. They are three and a half point favorites in the live line. This line, as far as the total, actually did just tick down to 35 and a half for a minute there, James, but now back up to 36 and a half as Tom Brady is able to get out of the shadow of his own goalpost there and move uh, Tampa Bay further up the field there as they try and tack on a score here before the break. Again, just a minute and 10 seconds left there in this first half. James, we were talking about uh, some of the DraftKings contests with uh, Matt Meiselman, and of course, every Saturday on the Pro Football Blitz, we release the five consensus picks for the Circa Millions. Now, long after we're off the air, the Westgate Super Contest uh, consensus picks come out as well. You have until nearly midnight to turn those in on Saturday night, but let's take a look at some of these contest picks. If you take a look at the Circa Millions, 
and the Westgate. They have nearly the identical consensus five. For the Circa Millions, it was the Buccaneers as the most popular pick, the Seattle Seahawks the second most popular pick, the Baltimore Ravens, the Minnesota Vikings, and then the Los Angeles Chargers, who will play on Monday night, the fifth most popular pick in the Circa Millions contest. For the Westgate, it was the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Baltimore Ravens, the Vikings, and then the Kansas City Chiefs, who did cash a ticket there. So the Buccaneers pending for both contests here, James, and if the Buccaneers cash... That's a four and one week in the Westgate Super Contest. So not many people are going to make up a lot of ground with the consensus possibly going four and one. Yeah, and that's not typically what we see, right? And then we've talked about this, Brady, where we it doesn't mean we're going to be contrarian and be on the other side of all the consensus picks, but you typically don't want to have too many teams in those consensus because a lot of times uh yeah, four and one is is not the norm. That's really the exception. So we'll see here with the Buccaneers. They still got a long way to go here. And now with Davis going off as the corner position for for Tampa, I think we, we might start to see this game open up come second half, especially on with Brady being behind at this point and not so much looking for him to cover. But they've got trying to get the ball inside and get him into the end zone. There's another overthrown pass from Tom Brady. Right now, he is just out of sorts, not in a rhythm, and maybe again that the, the weather is starting. It's starting to rain a little bit harder too, Brady. And you know, he gets your grip on the ball, and anytime you've got a wet football, that one just sails on Brady here. I think the weather is playing a factor into where his where he's at right now with his accuracy. Yeah, that was on second and ten, so this will now set up third and ten for the New England Patriots. Uh, it is still seven to three in favor, or excuse me, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I think it's very difficult to separate the New England Patriots and the Buccaneers tonight when you've got Brady, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm getting mixed up between these two teams, uh, but they are into New England territory are the Buccaneers. And we've got a timeout now with 21 seconds left in the ball game. And now here we are back in action again for third and 10 for Brady. And there, there's another pass for you, James, that is off the fingertips of his receiver there. And uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe is it the weather? Is it the New England defense? Is he just having an off night? But uh, you mentioned his completion percentage there. We haven't seen this out of Tom Brady in a long time. Yeah, he's 15, I think, currently right now, 15 out of 27 throwing the football. Wow. And and that was just a simple out. The last two to Brown were simple out routes and just airmailed him, overthrew him. I think he's having a hard time getting a grip on it. It's not like he's being pressured on those last couple throws. He's had a clean pocket, but those are just some simple throws to make that he he makes 99 out of 100 times, basically, does Tom Brady. But you see the weather, and it's just getting wetter, and it's, it's really starting to come down now in New England. Uh, as far and it's not like Brady's not used to playing in this. He's played up there. He played up there for two decades, basically, and used to playing in the rain. Now, as well as in Tampa, we know it gets a lot of precipitation down there as well. But yeah, I think that's just part of it. Here is he's off his rhythm, and sometimes even the greatest, and he is the greatest in my mind. We we're talking about the quarterback position. Uh, he's still, not that he's lacking confidence, and it's not going to hurt his confidence. But he is such a rhythm thrower. And when he's out of sorts and he's out of his rhythm, I think that was Belichick's first and foremost idea. He knows he knows the tendencies for Brady and wants to get those rhythm throws down the seams and and one, two, three step, get him going, timing routes the way that it is. And right now that has been taken away a lot more routes to the outside of the numbers. And now with the rain and the bad grip, he is just all out of sorts right now is Tom Brady. 18 seconds left in the first half, and Ryan Suckup is on to try a 44-yard field goal. He missed one earlier in this ballgame, but he splits the uprights with that one, and it is now 7-6 to six in favor of the New England Patriots over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a bad job for Bill Belichick's defense to hold this Tampa Bay offense to just two field goals in the first half. 7-6, to six, New England up on Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers still a favorite in the live market of four and a half points now, and your in-game total still at 36 and a half, James. Uh, let's get back to the contest talk here, and I want to switch over to Survivor, and I'm sorry that three years went by the wayside with the New Orleans Saints. Of course, you and I both lost a teaser leg or lost a teaser with that being one of the legs of our teaser. Uh, had them all the way teased down to just one or one and a half points. Still could have won uh, when they were winning by just three points at the end of the game. And then, of course, New York ties it up and they win it in overtime. And then the Tennessee Titans, we talked about that one. Uh, the New York Jets pull off the stunner. And 
You and I both liked the Jets against the number there and felt they had a chance to win it outright. And and I kind of felt like this might be the spot for them. I, I unfortunately did not put my money where my mouth was as far as a money line play, but I was able to cash that teaser with the Carolina Panthers and the New York Jets. So that worked out for me, but that will eliminate 550 people from Circa Survivor. And thinking about the Titans, it, you got to be wary of scheduling spots. And yeah, you can look at it on paper. And we know the Titans were banged up coming into this matchup. But thinking about what the Titans had gone through through the first three weeks, you just came off a big home win division game against Indianapolis. The previous game before that, an overtime win, dramatic comeback win, where they were getting handled in the first half up in Seattle and be able to come out and really ride the shoulders of Derrick Henry into that second half and win that game in overtime. And then the way that they really got thrashed in a high-level game against the Arizona Cardinals, who are incredibly impressive today, Brady. We'll get to those guys here in the next hour. But thinking about the Titans and then you coming down, you're going to have just a flat spot in your schedules, and you're going to go on the road and play a Jets team that not only hadn't won a game, they hadn't scored. They were struggling to score points throughout the first three games. We're shut out last week in week three here in Denver, Colorado. And, yeah, you're, it's just going to be one of those where you're just not going to be as emotionally hyped for that game the way that you were the first few games. And you don't you, you settle for field goals in this league. It's going to come back to bite you. They settled for three field goals early, had a 9 nothing lead, but couldn't extend the lead by putting the ball across the goal line without their playmakers on the outside. And that's what happens. You let a young team like the Jets kind of hang around, hang around, build confidence, staying at home, and they were the hungrier team, and they deserved that win. Well, the good news is, James, you still have three Circus Survivor entries left that you played on the Buffalo Bills. That one wasn't too much of a sweat. 40 to nothing. The Buffalo Bills get it done over the Houston Texans. Uh, we will come back with the final hour of the program here in just a moment. We'll talk about those Arizona Cardinals that James mentioned here on the Pro Football Blitz at vSynth, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.